When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I have a very exciting episode to share with you. The White House Historical Association is a private, nonprofit organization founded in 1961 by First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy with a mission to protect, preserve, and provide public access to the rich history of America's executive mansion. This year marks the 60th anniversary of Jacqueline Kennedy's founding of the White House Historical Association, and it was an honor to speak with the association's president, Stuart McLaren. We talked all about Ms. Kennedy's founding of the association, how her legacy lives on through their day-to-day preservation of our nation's treasures, some exciting things they have in store to celebrate the anniversary, and so much more. I learned so much from our conversation, and I'm sure you will too. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Stuart McLaren. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. It's wonderful to be with you, Allison. This is very exciting. To get started, just tell me a little bit about yourself and your role with the White House Historical Association. Well, I am the president of the White House Historical Association, and it's a wonderful organization that was actually begun by Mrs. Kennedy when she was First Lady. We're celebrating our 60th anniversary this year. I've spent most of my career in Washington, largely working for nonprofits and in higher education. But this role brings together so many things that I think are important about teaching education, history education. There's such a historic illiteracy or illiteracy around things that matter regarding history in our country. And this is a wonderful way to help teach American history through the portal of the White House itself. We're also the living legacy of somebody that's very important to you, and that's uh, Jacqueline Kennedy. Uh, And uh, that's a real privilege for us to carry that mantle. And we've been privileged to work with 12 presidents and first ladies now since our founding in 1961. That is so amazing. Tell us a little bit about Jackie Kennedy's founding of the association and the creation of the curator position as well. Well, I marvel that she was 31 years old when her husband is elected president of the United States. She's first lady for less than three years due to the tragic assassination of President Kennedy. Yet what she conceptualized and put in place in that short period of time is still what governs historic preservation, the process of acquiring new art and objects for the White House collection, and the advisory process, really, of that presidents and first ladies can use to consult as to what they can do in the White House during their term. And all of that is still in place today, and we are her living legacy with most of that uh, today. So it's quite an amazing first lady. Certainly, every first lady has contributed something significant for their time, but it's incredible that what she put in place has stood the test of time, has benefited presidencies ever since then. And when you walk into the White House today, what you see, what you feel, what you experience is largely a credit to Mrs. Kennedy. I love that so much. I went on 
I guess it was a couple years ago, my husband and I got to tour the White House and it was just amazing to walk around. And it was amazing because I had seen the film that she made and everything, taking them around and showing the White House. And it was amazing to see with my own eyes things that were still so well preserved. And it, it was just an incredible place. It really is. And so it's just, it's such a joy to learn from you and you guys continue preserving all of these special things in our history. I just love it so much. Well, you mentioned that film that was done with CBS, uh, mm-hmm. their correspondent, Charles Collingwood. It aired on Valentine's Day in 1962. So next year will be the 60th anniversary of that historic happening. So incredible. Not only CBS aired it, but ABC and NBC did as well. It was as if the entire country watched it. Television was coming into its own at that time. And she took the American people behind the scenes. They really saw for the first time, although Truman had done a little bit, Mrs. Kennedy and her own voice, her own words with her own vision, took Charles Collingwood room to room and shared what was there, what she envisioned, what she hoped would happen. And it was really incredible. And that film is still available on YouTube. So if your mm-hmm. podcast followers have not uh, seen that recently, I would really encourage them to take a look at it. I-, I find it still inspirational to watch. Absolutely. I'll link that in the description of this episode as well. So it'll be a direct link for anyone to oh, check out if they'd like to. Tell me a little bit about the president's neighborhood and its preservation, because that's a huge thing as well. Well, I'm sitting in historic Decatur House, which is where our office offices are right on Lafayette Park. If you look out my window over my left shoulder, the park is right there and the north door to the White House is probably about 150 yards south of where I'm sitting. Well, when the Kennedys came into the White House in January of 1961, a decision had already been made by President Eisenhower to completely take down the historic structures on the east and west sides of the park and build two large government office buildings flush with the park. So you'd have the White House on the south, these large red brick office buildings on the east and west, and on the north would be the Chamber of Commerce building. So it would almost look like this Soviet block Mm -hmm. uh, instead of the beautiful idyllic historic park that we still know it to be today. Well, Mrs. Kennedy uh, met with architects, uh, talked with her husband, certainly intervened and established a plan, created a plan that would push those government buildings back a half a block and retain the historic buildings like the Cater House, where I am today, like Blair House, which is the president's guest house, the Dolly Madison House on the opposite northeast corner of the park, and then fill in with what we call historically sympathetic buildings to, although they were built in the 60s, they have the feel of the historic buildings Uh, that are along each side of the park, totally preserved the historic integrity of the park. And all of that is a credit to her. And so there's a marker here on the northwest corner of the park that credits her with saving Lafayette Park for the American people. That's so amazing. You can't beat your commute, can you? We're very privileged to have this space. Decatur House is a 200-year-old home that is owned by the National Trust for Historic Preservation. We have the privilege of operating it as our headquarters. And it's a wonderful base uh, where we have uh, public events, uh, public programming. This week, we're having our uh, teacher institute with teachers from all over the country that are usually in person, but this year uh, it's virtual. So it's really a wonderful resource from which we operate. Absolutely. So I got to know, what's been some of your personal favorite artifacts that you've been able to see and have a hand in helping preserve? 
That's a really difficult question. <laughs> we, um, we recently, in our quarterly magazine, um, White House History Quarterly, our last issue, we listed every item that we have funded for the White House since 1961. And it is an incredible catalog. And we do it all with private funding. We do not accept any government funding whatsoever. It is all privately funded, everything we do with and for the White House. And so if you look back through this catalog, it is a treasure trove of things. Now, not all of them can be on display on the state floor at any one time. Uh, we also support a warehouse facility that maintains the White House collection. And you mentioned the curator earlier, Mrs. Kennedy hired the first curator, Mrs. Johnson, uh, President Johnson issued an executive order that established that more permanently. And that's the staff that cares for the objects physically in the house. But as for my favorites, uh, actually every Friday, I have a social media post called my Friday favorite from the White House collection. And I can go on for years because there's so many, but just a couple I'll mention. There's a suite of furniture in the blue room and it was uh, bought by President James Monroe and brought into the White House in 1817 when he moved in as the first president after it was rebuilt from the British burning. He had been our minister to France, and he brought with him this 52-piece suite of French Belanger furniture. Belanger was a French cabinet maker. Uh, it was extraordinary furniture at the time. There are many Monroe elements that were brought into the White House, many French elements that were brought into the White House. Well, along comes the presidency of B James Buchanan in the 1850s. The furniture is worn. It's not as fashionable as it, it had been. It began, or there was a long-standing trend of presidents got rid of the old things or the worn things because they wanted new things. So all but one of those Belanger pieces were dis dispersed with and gone. Only the pier table that remains in the entrance hall uh, was kept. So Mrs. Kennedy set about to return as many pieces as she could to the White House collection. And there are now 10 of the original pieces. Uh, we know where four Others are, but they were legally acquired. And we've just undertaken a major renovation, a restoration project starting under Mrs. Obama and completed under Mrs. Trump that restored that furniture. And your mind's eye will be able to picture it as that beautiful blue silk furniture that is in the blue room today, heavily gilded in gold. And it is just really exquisite. We've also had some reproduction pieces made to complement, to give it more of the feel of the full suite. But where are those other pieces that are, are gone? We have no idea. We hope so turn up, but they're for the most part lost to history. And that is, is so tragic. I also love the China collection that's in the White House. Uh, that has been a custom and tradition for uh, many, many presidents. And we uh, actually fund that as part of our mission since the Reagan administration. We fund the portraits of the presidents and the first ladies that are acquired for the White House collection. And I, uh, there's nothing more poignant uh, in that collection than the portraits of Mrs. Kennedy and President Kennedy, uh, which are e e extraordinary. And so those are just a few uh, of my favorite things. But, you know, that is a that could cover multiple podcasts to talk. Absolutely. About and, and, and my favorite things. 
It's so incredible. It's I, I probably drove my husband crazy when we were there because I just stood and just wanted to stand and stare at everything. I could have stood there for hours staring at uh, President Kennedy's portrait and staring at all the things. It's just it's amazing that just the things that you've studied for so long or you've looked at and you've you've seen photos of. It's just amazing when it's right there in front of you. No matter how many times you go into the White House, you have that same feeling of all reverence and respect for those who have lived and served and worked there mm-hmm. over the centuries. And it's such a, a symbol of freedom and democracy for our nation. And to Mrs. Kennedy's credit, she thought the White House should have, should represent the very best of America, the best artists, the best craftsmen and artisans. And when she and the President Kennedy came into the White House, the White House was largely furnished literally by reproduction furniture from a New York department store and other remnants that had been collected or brought in. And she did, as many great museums do, she went to her collector friends. She brought in wise, seasoned, experienced counsel in terms of historic preservation and acquisition and began assembling what is one of the greatest collections in our country today, and that's Mm -hmm. the White House Collection. That is so amazing when you think about her being 31 doing that too, as you mentioned earlier. That's it's incredible. You know, think, you know, what would have happened had she, they could have continued in the White House until another year and a half until the 1964 election or another five years until the 68 election. And you know, what would have, what would her legacy have been at that point? What else should, could she have mm-hmm. done or accomplish? It's really amazing to contemplate. Absolutely, yes. So the association, with this being the 60th anniversary, has some incredible things happening that I'm so excited about. So I'm going to ask you about pretty much all of them. But to get started, let's talk about what's going to happen in November, since that's the month that it was founded. That's right. November 3rd is our actual uh, anniversary, and we're going to celebrate that in New York on the 4th with a, a gala occasion. We're honored that we'll have Um, uh, Caroline Kennedy with us on that occasion to honor the legacy of her mother, David Rubenstein, who is a major supporter of ours and has supported our David M. Rubenstein National Center for White House History, which is the education wing of our organization. Uh, We're hoping that Dr. Biden will be able to be with us on that occasion, and it will be a wonderful time to reflect on the 60 years of our history and all that's been contributed by not just Mrs. Kennedy, but the 12 presidents and first ladies since then, and they've all done wonderful things, but then also contemplate the future and how we can continue to support with the generosity of the American people and private contributions what we have done so successfully over the past 60 years. So that's going to be a wonderful evening. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Um, Another thing that's happening is the release of Designing Camelot on July 28th, which is Jacqueline Kennedy's birthday. And it's got a forward by Caroline Kennedy. That's right. I happen to have an advanced copy right here. That's beautiful. Spectacular book. Uh, I think we've been publishing books since 1962. And I think this is probably our best. It's a thick and rich with narrative and with photography. Uh, the forward that is done by Caroline Kennedy is really, uh, I would call it magical. It just really bl- brings to life the story of her mother and what her mother sought to accomplish, what she did accomplish, and what her legacy continues to be today. So this is already available for pre-order on our website, whitehousehistory.org. And I promise you, I will send you a copy, but I promise you. you everybody uh, watching your podcast will love this. It's really That's- it's really beautiful. Cool. That's definitely a gorgeous coffee table book, everybody. So you need it. I will put the link to pre-order in the description oh, of the podcast terrific. as well. Thank you very much. Thank Absolutely. You. Is there a lecture series that's going to go along with that? I believe I heard about. 
Well, we have a quarterly lecture series mm-hmm. every uh, year, and the next lecture will be available to watch on Facebook Live on July 28th, Mrs. Kennedy's birthday, and it will be with the authors of this book. And Susan Page the uh, of USA Today will interview them on the story behind this book. And so you can find out information about that program on our website, uh, um, whitehousehistory.org, but it will be a Facebook Live uh, event if you follow us on Facebook. Wonderful. I also heard that there's plans to unveil a Jacqueline Kennedy garden. So what's the details on that? Well, here at Decatur House, which I mentioned is our headquarters on Lafayette Park, there's a a beautiful small garden in front of these, uh, this building, this northwest corner, and we're envisioning how we may honor her to that space. I mentioned there's already a plinth there that talks about what she did to save Lafayette Park. We want to enhance that. We've commissioned a Jacqueline Kennedy Rose to be created. Believe it or not, not one. There's one for him and other first ladies, but not one for Mrs. Kennedy. So that will be one of the plantings that will be featured there. And we hope it's a space that will honor her, will be historically appropriate and fitting with the early 19th century townhouse that we we occupy and the other surroundings of Lafayette Park. But it will be a place where she can thoughtfully be remembered uh, and honored for the work and her legacy. Oh, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to visit and see that. And last but certainly not least, we have to talk about the Christmas ornament. I ordered last year's and it went front and center on my tree along with a Jackie Kennedy and a Macaroni the Pony one you guys sold on your website as well. And I just love them so much. So I want to talk about the history of the Christmas ornament. That's a wonderful thing. You know, it was begun in 1981. Nancy Reagan was first lady. And I often joke if I had been in the room with her at that time and someone came in and suggested that the there be a White House Christmas ornament and those proceeds help support the work of the White House Historical Association. I probably would have laughed and thought, sure, we'll do a Christmas ornament. But thank goodness they did, because that ornament through the years, it's now in its 41st year, that ornament and the proceeds from that have really sustained our work. Uh, We sell hundreds of thousands of those every year. It is a collection. It's made by a veteran-founded small business in Rhode Island. They're all American-made. They still make them back to the original one, so you can buy a whole set of 41. You can buy this year's ornament, 2021, which features uh, the Johnson presidency, Lyndon Johnson presidency, with a beautiful uh, reproduction of the watercolor Christmas tree in the blue room that uh, Mrs. Johnson had commissioned. And um, you mentioned last year was the Kennedy ornament, and it features that beautiful portrait of President Kennedy. We're already at work on next year's ornament, which will be Nixon. You can get the theme here. They mm-hmm. feature presidents sequentially. So, uh, But it's a wonderful privilege and great fun. I started buying those myself in the early 80s when they came out, never dreaming that I would one day be part of the process of creating them every year. But they're teaching tools as well, because in each box, It's not only the ornament, but there's a wonderful little booklet that our historians create that tell the stories of that president and that presidency. You know, we don't get into politics and policy, but we talk about the life in the White House during that particular presidency. I love it. And it's a beautiful statement piece on my tree as well. I noticed that whenever people would come over, they'd be like, oh, where did you get this one? This is so beautiful. So it was just a wonderful addition to my tree. Absolutely. And I will be buying this year's too. Well, you guys have quite the year. This is awesome. And I'm excited for all the things. So thank you so much for joining me today. And this was so much fun. 
Well, thank you. And I appreciate what you do through this podcast to bring recognition to uh, the Kennedy family, to Mrs. Kennedy. And we're so honored to be, as I said, her living legacy and to carry on in a way. We think that she would be pleased uh, and proud to come back today and see all that's been accomplished. And uh, if anyone is interested in learning more, our resources are a treasure trove for students, scholars, authors, anyone interested in White House history. Uh, we have a really wonderful uh, collection of articles, stories, photographs, images, uh, anything to really dive deeper into the White House and its history. Absolutely. And I use those as sources quite often. <laughs> it's all uh, wonderful. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars and write a positive written review on Apple Podcasts. Check out all the links in the episode's description to find all the ones we talked about in our conversation, including the link to purchase Designing Camelot and the Association's website, along with my merch shop and my Amazon recommendations site. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Come on and vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.